Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solutions-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Jay Asser, editor for Health Leaders. Today's episode is brought to you by Vizian, and I'm joined by Angela Hunt, Principal Quality of Clinical Documentation Improvement at Vizian, for a discussion on how the connection between quality clinical documentation and coding departments better coordinates to improve patient outcomes. Angela, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and the work that you do with providers at Vizient? Hi, Jay. Yes, I can tell you um, what we do here at Vizient is work with our providers and looking at their data and finding those opportunities where we can help them improve from a finance perspective, from a quality perspective, and how that relates back to the coding departments and that final bill that goes out, um, just really helping them understand how risk adjustment is different between the different methodologies and um, how quality ties in to uh, present on admission, hospital-acquired infections, and other areas in quality, uh, such as PSIs, so that um, they can actually improve their data from a public standpoint and accurately reflect what's going on in their patient populations. And for the healthcare organizations you work with, how are you helping them to bridge the gap between quality finance and coding departments? Oh, that's a great question. So when we work directly with providers, we look at that performance between the, the clinical documentation improvement team, um, the quality team, um, finance teams, and coding departments, and connect those dots so that everyone understands their part. Um, from a quality perspective, quality departments look at the clinical information that's going on with a patient and how they can improve better outcomes, reduce PSIs through clinical improvements. So we coach providers to have those um, departments led by physicians. Um, the finance department is uh, really connecting those dots to say, from a CDI perspective, when we are looking at a particular diagnosis, we need to understand how that impacts the record. Um, it could be a risk adjuster or an exclusion for a PSI or the CMS STARS or for Elix Hauser. Um, and it could also be a diagnosis that improves from a financial perspective. And we help them uh, improve those outputs so that they can put a scorecard together and show their coding departments and their um, finance departments how all of those particular, I would say, diagnoses and data points work together to improve overall outcomes for patients. Um, that way they they can look at an expected value of mortality, let's say, and understand they had more deaths than they expected. Was that because the patients were not as sick as they thought they were? Or do they need to look at documentation and coding and improve the actual risk models that are out there to show that their patient populations are really sick? So it sounds like data plays a key role in this work. Uh, what about the data and insights part of this and how these insights can get internal stakeholders aligned? So doctors want data. They want to see how their performance compares to their peers. They want to see 
If I am a hospitalist, am I capturing the things that I need to capture as a hospitalist? If I'm a surgeon, how do I compare to other cardiac surgeons or orthopedic surgeons? The one great thing about Vizian is we have all this type of data and we can show a cardiologist how they compare to other cardiologists. Do they capture the same number of major comorbid conditions or are they capturing less when it comes to um, CMS stars looking at those um, patient cohorts that we can show what the performance looks like. We can also show um, from Elix Hauser's perspective all of those service lines where they're getting compared from a mortality perspective. We can show how they perform in those expected variables and um, where they need to focus their attention to improve capture. So those are pieces of information that really align with the executives in, in steering their organization in the right direction. I would say one of the most powerful alliances within an organization is your CFO and your CMO. Um, those two um, C-suite executives need to understand the CEO's organizational goals and how they can pull the coding teams, the CDI teams, the quality teams, and the physicians together so that everyone is working towards that um, goal that has been outlined by the board or the CEO. And from your perspective and your best effort to be objective, how and why is Vizient well positioned to help healthcare organizations in this space? Well, so my history, I started at the hospital level um, and was not privy to any type of data uh, to help me focus my attention in the CDI space. As I um, learned to do this work at the hospital level, um, I also learned that there was data out there. Um, and the reason I came to Vizient is because there is a wealth of data. And if you are looking to help a team focus their efforts, it's uh, helping them understand performance. If you are looking at a particular service line, and I'm going to throw out cardiology again, cardiology is... Uh, a lot of your patient population that shows up inside the four walls of a hospital for an admit. So we look at that performance. We see that there are challenges in capturing certain diagnoses, and we can tell you which diagnoses um, they should be looking at to capture. I mean, I think that's really where you know, other organizations would say you just need to improve CDI's comorbid condition capture rate or major comorbid condition capture rate. Whereas at Vizient, we say, hey, here's a specific ICD-10 code that others capture more often than you do. Let's look and see if that is a ICD-10 code that doesn't get documented because your doctors don't know they need to document that in a specific way or um is that just something we need to do some education on around um, with providers? So those are ways that we can focus our attention versus just saying, hey, let's just improve comorbid condition capture. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And finally, I guess, you know, we're all living in a post-COVID world mm. and hospitals and health systems are dealing with the financial fallout. Healthcare organizations are dealing with depressed margins and, you know, the challenges are aplenty right now. Can you tell me a little bit about how an effective documentation and coding program improves revenue as well as patient quality? 
Oh, yes. Documentation and coding work together. Clinical documentation specialists review the record. They look to see what is documented. And I'll use a patient that has hypotension that's identified by the ER physician. That hypotension is treated with fluids, is treated with pressors, patient is transferred to the intensive care unit, but actual um, shock is never documented. So understanding the type of shock, is it hypovolemic or cardiogenic or septic shock, um, is, is part of what the CDI team does. They look at the condition that the patient is in, they look at the treatment, they look at the documentation. They will query a doctor to include the specificity of shock and whether it's uh, cardiogenic or other. So um, that is where I would say CDI teams improve financial impact for cases. Hypotension with all of those treatments is still hypotension as a diagnosis and is not a major comorbid condition. But in that particular example, that is definitely shock. That's um, something that should be outlined specifically. It's the reason they had to go to intensive care. Those are ways that we can assist in capturing those uh, additional diagnoses that impact the resource consumption and also the revenue of a particular case. In those cases, when you start to look at the quality piece, if that patient was to die or be in the hospital for an extended period of time, each time we are adding additional diagnoses from a clinical documentation perspective helps um, other areas of the business understand the risk of this patient expiring or the risk of a patient having PSIs or the risk of a patient having um, other conditions that would impact their stay. Um, and it helps case management understand here's our expected length of stay. So it really aligns the whole organization in understanding how this patient looks within their stay and how if they have a outcome such as an uh, expiration that we are showing that risk of that patient based on the comorbid conditions that are captured. Great. Yeah, it'll be interesting to monitor that going forward. That's all the questions I had, Angela, but I, were there any final thoughts you'd like to share with us on the topic? Yeah, I think one of the challenges um, that CDI teams and organizations are facing today is really just understanding how those different uh, risk methodologies impact the different areas. For CMS STARS, that's your traditional Medicare patient. There's six patient cohorts and there's an index admission and there's a readmission. There are clinical conditions that apply to both of those admissions and they're different. So understanding that from a CDI team perspective is, is, is really important. CMS uses that information to determine different areas of payment, uh, the blended rates uh, for organizations. And, you know, if we understand uh, that we're looking at this particular information and improving that because that's really the picture of our patient population today, especially post-COVID, then that gives us um, a better operating margin going forward. So you improve the value of expected risk adjusting and you improve um, Elix housers for risk adjusting and you can improve outcomes for patients because you're taking the noise out 
uh, well, this was a coding or a documentation issue, and you're saying, no, this was a true clinical issue, and we need to work on improving that clinical practice so doctors are able to see, you know, where they need to make improvements and adjustments. That's been an illuminating conversation. Angela, thank you so much for joining me, and it's been wonderful speaking with you. All right. Thank you, Jay. Have a great day. Once again, this episode has been brought to you by Vizient. Thank you, as always, to tuning in to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.